This episode of Witcher's Breakaway is brought to you by you. Yes, you. You. Anyway, I'm uh, doing a twitch.tv slash Mead watch along of a New York Ranger game tonight, December 8th. If you want to tune in, 7.30 Eastern Time. Come hang out. Other than that, we have Steve Daigle on the show today. Fun interview. A lot of nonsense. Honestly, there's nothing going on. So if you're listening to this podcast, God bless you. Seriously. Thanks so much for hanging out. Because nothing happens. Uh, but we do have a great conversation with Steve. It's a pretty cool time. So thanks, you guys, so much. Love you. Thank you for supporting. And uh, here's Mark Messier in the show. Thanks. Thanks you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, Mark, let's go. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier. And you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Bushwick Breaker fans, welcome to the week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am drawing this out because there's no news and we have to fill a whole hour. And my name is Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my co-host Greg Kaplan. We are both the Athletic Gregory. Say hello. Man, the Mets haven't even done anything this week. I know baseball, NBA. No one's really doing anything except James Harden and the former Israel space security chief says aliens exist and humanity is not ready. All of that makes perfect sense. <laughs> All of that checks out, right? Uh, th- that was one of the articles I read today in prepping for this uh, podcast because we have uh, Mr. Steve Dangle on today, which is Dangle, not his real last name. Found that out today. Feel like I should have known that considering his real last name is in his Twitter bio and is in his mm-hmm. Twitter handle. So probably should have mm-hmm. known that. Didn't know that. Pretty bad mm-hmm. friend. Pretty bad fan. Uh, and yes, so uh, there are aliens, but we're not ready. Other than that, when it comes to hockey, I got to tell you, Greg, not too much yeah. going on. Let me tell you what the well, top, top stories are, seemingly. Hit me. Uh, yeah. They are talking. We've discussed this. Shocker. They are out there, the players and the owners. They're chatting. These bees are chatting. They are definitely going back and forth. But I feel like I've read the same tweet every Monday for the last six weeks. It's like this – can we make the template together? Maybe we can, Greg. It's this is a crucial week for the season. January 1st is right around the corner. If they can't mm-hmm. get it done this week, something's in jeopardy. There has been a snag, the same tweet next Monday. Probably. It's ridiculous. We. It's just – it's a charade at this point to say that December 1st is the day that's going to happen because we know it's not going to happen. It's December – what did I say? December 1st? January 1st. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. It's December 7th. Right now it's There's, December seventh. That's that's the fact. We we've said you're going to need at least what, at minimum, a two week training camp followed by a two week preseason of some kind, of, in some way, shape, or form. Oh, so I'm you need not a sure full they do that. Month, right? You need a conservatively speaking, you need a full month. I feel like they play one preseason game, like one or two maximum. And I could be wrong. So you with want that. you want to go you you want to go on the short end and say they need three weeks to get ready for this. That's season. yeah. I would say three weeks, two weeks to camp, to skate and learn how to play hockey again. So what? three three weeks from today. Yep. Is December twenty eighth. Yep. And that's if they literally report to camp tomorrow. That's which what, they won't do. Which is not they'll come happening. to an agree. So at a at a week, right? Because they'll come to an agreement. And the closest they can get everybody together is a week thereafter. Mm-hmm. So the absolute earliest anyone can get to camp today is probably the 15th, which means a three-week preseason takes you to January 5th. So 
Maybe the January 15th date we've been seeing a little bit more is possible, but that requires, I mean, what, what, what's, what's the football analogy you want to use in these negotiations? It seems like negotiations are on their own 20-yard line. Oh. So you have 80 yards of the field that you have to cover? Yeah, there's a lot to do here. You, uh, you have to blitz and send, send the whole team. A little Jets reference there, everybody. <laughs> Two hundred fifty-seven. I, I understand why. I understand why they fired Greg Williams because the the defense is not going to play for him anymore because of that play call. At the same time, anymore like they were playing for him before. Well, the the, the like they despise him now, right? right? It is they blame him for everything that happened. They don't want to play for him anymore My they man, were trying to play for Greg, him and they're just Greg not Williams good. is getting a bonus check from the Jets in the mail tomorrow <laughs> I'm stunned he didn't get like a front office job he's going to they're gonna yeah when when they get Lawrence and uh, I'm not a football guy I'm not just hashtag not a football guy but he's like one of those prospects like Andrew Luck but hopefully he won't retire early you know in that in that kind of way he's one of those can't miss quarterbacks and you're on pace to get him, and you're also on pace not to win any games. So why wouldn't you throw the game? That's my. Would you have, would you throw the Carolina series again for Lafreniere? Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too, buddy. But we didn't throw it. We got our asses kicked. It's different. But yeah. Well, I I saw I didn't I didn't see any of this on Twitter. I should make mention. But one of my friends, one of our mutual friends, was asked the question. Well, it's embarrassing to go zero and sixteen. I got to tell you, I don't know the difference between going zero and sixteen and two and fourteen. What what are those two wins going to get you? Uh, yeah, What's the difference? Like, uh, so the Owens two sixteen teams, right? Because we're definitely uh, welcome to New York Rangers podcast. There's a lot of Rangers stuff. Okay, Owens sixteen teams are Miami and Detroit, right? Those are, those are the two. Again, not a football guy, but I know I, Detroit for sure. I think Miami's in Cleveland, there. Did Cleveland have a stinker? I don't know. Oh, maybe it was Cleveland. I think you're right. I think it, I think it was Cleveland. Cleveland was Hugh Jackson went like one in thirty two. Right. right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, but. I don't really care. Like, they had two shits. It's kind of funny, you know? Like, oh, cool. I don't – yeah, I don't – who cares? You Like, the point here is the Jets suck. I don't understand the difference between a Jets team that sucks but wins two games and a Jets team that sucks and wins zero games. You either – you just suck. At some point, it doesn't matter. Nobody really gives a shit how many games you win if you're terrible. And the Jets are terrible. They're awful. So what – I. I just I lose all the games. Who cares? Nobody. You you could you can actively try to win these games. It seems like the Jets players are actively trying to win. And all we've learned is outside of like Mackay Becton, they're just terrible. <laughs> Every single one of them. Yes. Yeah, they're Sam, all bad. Sam Darnold is like I thought I expected a lot more out of him. Really. Like there were I gotta jump- tell you, I'm really excited for Kyle Shanahan to get his hands on Sam Darnold and for him to become a decent NFL quarterback. I I, I feel like that's gonna happen. It does feel like it's in the cards. Like, he has a redemption story built into him. But everything that was painted of Sam Darnold before, you know, there were Giants fans. Like, I can't believe we are going to pass on Sam Darnold here to take Barkley. And that kind of worked out, you know. <laughs> Barkley, even did, though Did not, it work out? Because they still shouldn't have taken Barkley. Uh, I agree, but he's still going to be the better player long term. Still going to provide more value to your franchise if you would have taken Barkley. Uh, 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 Whatever his name is, I just <laughs> Darnold had the Jets had the Jets had the opportunity to take Barkley instead of Darnold. They're in the exact same position they're in today. Probably and had, had the Giants taken literally any other non-running back with the third overall pick. I don't know Quentin Nelson. Maybe they could have taken. Wasn't Nelson was Nelson in that draft or was Nelson in a different not, draft? Not a football guy. 
Not me. I don't remember either. Not to me. To be quite honest. Because anyway, back to Ranger news. Literally none. Ranger news. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's a couple other pieces. So they are talking, uh, and that's not really happening. Now, the other piece is that uh, you might know this, but Alexi Lafreniere will not be going to the World Junior, Junior Cup for uh, what? Yeah, who cares? I am shocked. Who cares? Has I am has upset. any player of his caliber gone after they were drafted? I don't think so. I think it's been more than eleven years since the tweet I saw. Like, what are we freaking out about? Like, it's first of all, it's a pandemic. Does anyone remember well, first, that? So first, first of all, he's Canadian. Yeah. Okay, that's why they're freaking out. That makes sense. Yes. Because it's really important to them. It's it's their lifeblood. I, I gotta tell you, right? I kind of get that. I gotta that. tell you. But I got I, I got to be honest with you. You don't care. <laughs> I've had this opinion before. I think I've said it on this podcast. Before. Yes. Okay. I don't think there's anything more overrated than hockey's World Junior Championship. I just don't care. I, I good for them. It's an All Star Weekend essentially. That's cool. These are kids. There's almost nothing you can you can't draw any conclusions from this weekend. Just about people that get excited for it. I'm not gonna shit on your parade, man. If that's if that's your jam, go good for you. Uh, you listen to this podcast and you hear me talk about the New York Mets. So clearly, uh, to each their own. Where I come from, but I, I don't care. I'll never care. I won't care how the United States does. I won't care if the United States crashes out. I I I get excited for Olympic hockey. I get excited for almost any Olympic sport. I get excited for the World Cup. I'll get excited for. To me, you, like if I needed a sports equivalent to the World Junior Championships, it's basically like an under twenty-one tournament in soccer, like a whoop-a-dee-doo. This is maybe kind of sort of exciting if you have a prospect involved, but really, that week they're going to spend at the World Junior Championship doesn't truly impact what the hell they're going to do in the NHL. So it's like, I don't know. I really don't care. I I, I can't do it. Why even would in I, this sports-starved time that we live in? Yeah. Without any hockey. I don't care. I really don't. Why I would nothing. I risk my number one overall pick's health it, during a pandemic when the season is coming up, supposedly, hopefully very soon, even though he hasn't played a game since March? Oh, my God. Slack notifications. What am I doing? Such a bad podcast host. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, even though he hasn't played a game since March, why would I get to risk his, his health? Any, literally any, anything whatsoever. you got to keep him safe. And that's why right. forget about it. forget it. you're thinking about it from a ranger standpoint think about it from an alexi lafreniere standpoint the fuck am i going to risk my paycheck for to go play this amateur tournament yeah i, I could mean, make the i could make millions in bonuses yeah. this year oh, i get true. one stupid injury one dumb injury i miss it's going to be a shortened season right we think 52 to 56 games yeah you miss two weeks this year you're missing what ten percent of the season, and they're probably I don't I don't know how the contracts work, and I'm sure that there's someone out there smarter than us, but those bonuses are probably going to be uh, reduced because of the shortened season, or they'll have to negotiate that and how those bonuses are hit. I just why why risk why risk a paycheck? Me personally, I have an opportunity to play National Hockey League minutes with the New York Rangers. I'm going to pass that opportunity up to go play in the World Junior Championships when I just did that last year. And by the way, one MVP, what does he have to prove by going back to the World Junior Champions? That he's still the best 19-year-old in the world? We know he is. No, we already which know Which is that. why the Rangers want him to play in the NHL. It's it's a little asinine, if you're asking me. Still, you know, it, it's not asinine. It's straight up stupid. <laughs> I mean, there's no other word for it. It is, it's stupid from a Ranger perspective. They don't want their prized prospect getting hurt when they don't know when training camp's going to open. And they don't know how much time they're going to have in camp 
to get him up to speed with what David Quinn wants to do. And they don't even know what fucking line he's going to play on. So they don't know how to get him up to speed with what players he's going to play with. And then if you're Alexis Lafreniere, the fuck are you risking a paycheck for? You're not. It, it's, it, I, what are we doing? I think you're missing I, one I, of I the most important parts to it. The more, I, I get why Canada's doing it. They're, they're, they're nuts. They're jackaloons. They love their home. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I, said, I call them jackaloons. Okay. I'm going to Google what jackaloons means. Jackaloons. Yeah. You're going to see a picture of all of hockey Twitter being whiny that. Wow, it's all hockey Twitter. That's crazy. Oh, there's a picture of us. Hmm. Public, you want the definition of jackaloon? A publicly accepted way of calling someone a jackass. Someone who recently <laughs> has done something stupid and deserves to be called a jackass. But there are people around him that simply wouldn't appreciate that, so you simply call them a jackaloon. Yep. <laughs> Urban, I did it. UrbanDictionary.com. Nice job. That was good. Thank, I, thank you. I was thrown off as a non-Canadian who probably has some Canadian heritage. I was like, wow, a jackaloon. I kind of enjoy being called that. But a jackass, mm. no way. Mm-mm, I won't stand for that. Mm. Uh, you're missing one of the most important parts about why he should not go to the World Junior Classic or whatever cup, whatever that, you want to call it. Is it's, because Brett Howden's a man rocket and he can get it, it and abs- Alex Lafreniere needs to hang out with him? Absolutely. But he needs to continue to hang out with his roommate, Keandre Miller. That's right. Revealed mm. today. His roommate is Keandre Miller. What does that say about Keandre making the team? Almost nothing. But will I make a deal about it? Yes, of course I will. Because they wouldn't room together unless he was making the team, sign the lease, etc., sublet, whatever Ugh. they're doing. Ryan, did we just come up with this week's BSBOT where it's who's everybody's roommate? <laughs> oh, please, hockey, come back. Because <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming you didn't do your homework. You haven't watched the Hunger Games yet. I have not watched the Hunger Games. No, I've been. So we're doing busy. we're doing we're doing a Step Brothers. Who's the roommate of everybody for the New York Rangers? Yes, we, and we already have Lafreniere and and Miller, and we can. Uh, it seems like uh, they'll be sort of a buddy movie. Right? Fun buddy movie. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of buddy movies there. So we will have to we, do who's we think, hanging out. We think out. Brendan, Brendan Smith doesn't have a roommate because he's two people. Okay. Got say, it, got save it. for OT. It's for the content. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Come back. Come back for OT. We keep the nonsense there. Not that this is nonsense today on the main show, but honestly, I'm not sure what you'd like us to discuss. We are trying our best. Now, the other uh, other thing that no one cares about is that the Rangers' mm. Liberty jersey was number two this week on sales. Great. Correct. Nobody no, nobody cares. What's nobody the next point you cares. Have down? Okay. Uh, Mike Richter wore the jersey. Okay, that no one cares. Well, I, what else I think, find funny about uh, Lafreniere, and I was thinking about this a lot yesterday, is he, he looks like a child, right, similar to most number one overall picks. And I'm sure if I Google a, pi- a picture of Sidney Crosby at 18, he'll look very similar, right? Kind of like Maya Mannered and uh, kind of goofy almost, right? I called I called Lafreniere goofy, and I don't feel like that's weird. And it's, I'm not trying to be an insult. It's just he looks not intimidating, and he, he's very, like, his interview so far, uh, they did, like, a series today where he, like, walked around MSG and, like, the great halls of MSG, and they look, looked at all the pictures of the Rangers, and he sat and did the exact same pose and put the exact same face on that he did when he signed with the Rangers. It just – he doesn't seem intimidating, but I know he's, like, got like, – everything all the reports are, like, he's got that fire, and I'm, I'm excited to see what his personality is because right now he is, like, a generated hockey guy, like, total hockey guy, hockey interview, everything, every single part of him. And I know he's going to be have a personality once he gets on the ice, but I haven't seen much of him play, and I'd like to watch hockey, Greg, and I can't just yet. Yeah. 
Yeah. I agree. I guess. I don't, I don't know what yeah. Else, I don't, that all sounds great. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm happy you brought that up. I, uh, I really don't. I was trying to think of other New York sports athletes that don't look intimidating. I mean, Daniel Jones literally looks like a wet napkin. He does. Uh, so he's not intimidating whatsoever. Darnold's a SoCal boy. No, no, Noah Syndergaard looks like a nerd. Like, if you forget no. the fact that his for a second. His flow is insane. What are you talking about? Yeah, but have you ever just seen his face? Yeah, well, I guess if he cut his hair, nerd. Then, then maybe he'd be a nerd. Yeah. If you ignore the fact that he's like 6'8", he's, he's, he just looks like Landry grew up a little from Friday Night Lights. Um, he does look a little bit like a nerd now that Jacob, I'm looking. Jacob DeGrom's a good-looking guy, but you wouldn't think he's the best pitcher in baseball when you take a look at him. I don't know. Jacob DeGrom's beautiful. Uh, Whatever. I, I got nothing. I got, I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with you there. Like Aaron Panarin, Judge is intimidating. Our t- I'll give you that. Artemi Panarin is an actual goofball. I, I, jo- I joke about Lafreniere being a goofball. Artemi Panarin literally a goofball. Um, and doesn't look like he'd be a top three in the hard voting whatsoever any day of the week. But he is. He is just that. Artemi uh, Panarin looks like the guy you would really like to play hacky sack with at, in college. I started recently playing hacky sack again. Is that a problem? I tried. Yes, Ryan. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to get outside my house, like walk outdoors. And you could have just done that without having to say you took a packy. Kind of wanted to kick something around. I don't know. Someone make fun of me. Oh, Greg already did. Never mind. Uh, that's really. I, I'm not making fun of you. It's just it's this constant level of disappointment I reach with you. I know. It's uh, my dad feels very. If he knew, you know, he'd feel very. No, scared. your dad has no feelings about you whatsoever. <laughs> that's the difference. I don't even like, think. I of have you. to. I have to actively feel something with you. Whereas your dad is just like, oh, yeah, I do have a son, I guess. I guess. No, I don't even think he goes that far. That's a lot for him. I don't know. This has been a deep podcast. Mm. Uh, other than that, Greg, as I'm looking, you know, like, it's not even like Brooksy's had a weird article. I haven't seen, like, a weird Brooksy article in a while. Has that been, that's been, like, on the on the download, too. He's like, I got nothing to write about. I'm going to take vacation. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a, a Tony D'Angelo trade from him, like, Ryan Strom stuff cooking up. There's been no rumor. You know you know when I know things are bad, Greg? You know, like, this might no. be the, the lowest our... You know, thankfully we have Steve Dangle coming on, and if you're a Steve Dangle fan, you're listening to this for him. I'm sorry because this is not what our show. Well, I guess this is what our show is usually like, but with a little more content. You know what I know? It's really bad when Vince isn't saying anything. When Vince is quiet, that's when I know. Like, wow, there's actually nothing going on. I haven't seen an article from Vince in over a week. Like, that's why I know. Like, there's literally no news. There's nothing, and we're sitting here doing this podcast. Well, once again, like we said it last week, there still hasn't been an unrestricted free agency signing. Uh, we haven't even had a restricted free agency signing since Mikhail Sergachev. We haven't had a trade. Anthony Duclair doesn't have a team. Mike Hoffman doesn't have a team. Andreas Athuanisu doesn't have a team. Nice um, Matt Barzal doesn't have a contract. Anthony Sorelli doesn't have a contract. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, I don't think, has a contract. Just dumb. All of it, all of it, just couldn't be any dumber. Brett Berard made, made this... a made a appearance. Yay! Yeah, I started Hunter Skinner yesterday. Hunter Yay. Skinner got added to the squad. Cool. And the uh, Carl Henriksen got taken away from Sweden mm-hmm. because he has COVID. Yes. Which probably, from a Rangers perspective, prospect wise, in terms of guys who are actually going to go to the World Juniors, uh, that one stinks because he was probably going to be Sweden's top line center. So him not going stinks. But again. It's a 10-day tournament where the results don't actually matter, and you can't get any real information about these guys' future from these tournaments. Um, yeah, it's – I don't know, guys. I, it, it's Tough There's times. no hockey. There's no hockey. We think when there is going to be hockey, 
It'll be. I'm. I'm still February first. Can't change my mind. I think it'll be a fifty-something game season, and in a fifty-something game season, anything can happen, as we saw with baseball. Uh, do I think a fifty-game season benefits the New York Rangers more? No. Do I wish the if if anything, I wish the Rangers would be able to play more games because these kids just need to play. I don't. It's it's impossible to sit here and make a prediction about how the Rangers would do in a fifty-game season because we also don't know who the hell they're going to be playing. We don't know what division they're going to be in. Will there be division realignment? Um, will other teams make other moves once there's an actual schedule that needs to be made? Will the Rangers all of a sudden decide because it's a shortened season that they need Keandre Miller to start the year in New York instead of Hartford because he just needs to get as many games in as possible? And we don't even know if the AHL is going to play this year. Like there's, there's so many questions that we could ask and we can't sit here and answer any of them because the NHL doesn't want to answer any of them. I know. So it's like, what the fuck? Well, I, I hope, I guess this is kind of a, I guess this is a non-point. That's what this podcast is, is non-points. They, I, I read through Unless a little. about the Mets. Yeah, uh, that's true. I read through the NBA's new rules for mm. the COVID travels. And they're much stricter, obviously, because they're not inside a bubble. Uh, and how they're, that's happening. And they are seemingly fining people if they, not if they come down with COVID, but if they break the rules, etc. So, I'm, I'm curious as to see, like, if that's even been discussed with the players at this point. We don't know this answer. We can't answer it. But that feels like the second battle somehow, like, hey, let's figure out the money situation, and, and uh, which we broke down last, on last week's podcast, uh, which was great from Hart from Parkpedia, like, did a tremendous job letting us know how the contracts work and uh, the, the furlough, escrow, escrow et cetera. But in this, in this case, I feel like they haven't even started talking about how the hell are we going to make this happen? If for, for somehow we get past the financial implications that we're facing currently, which is the most boring part of hockey. I don't know. That's where we are. I don't know. I Same. don't know. They, there, there's so many questions. It, the fact that the NHL has waited until now to kick up these conversations, maybe there were conversations happening before December. You would hope. But it sure seems like, Every conversation ended between the two sides going like, eh, we'll cover it later. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And then at some point in time, they looked at the calendar like, oh, shit, it's later. (laughs) And we haven't done anything. Truth. It's like the group project is due, and none of the group wanted to do anything. Read the syllabus, guys. Syllabus week is important for one thing. All right, let's go get to our guest, Mr. Stephen Dangle. And then we will come back and talk a little bit more about, I don't know, we'll figure it out. But until then, uh, transition to some uh, supporters of this podcast. Transition. Hey, we're back with our first guest of the day. We have Mr. Steven Dangle trying to get him on for, I don't know, a while. He's a YouTuber. He's been on Sportsnet, and he's uh, been YouTubing since March 1st, 2007, where he celebrated his birthday 11 days later. Steven, say hello. Wow, my goodness. That was very thorough. Hello. Did did you like my research? I did pretty good. I found some fun facts about you on the internet. I like that. Well, March March 2007 is when I started my channel, but I didn't make a video for months i don't think well, uh, yeah. i made some crappy rants about random other crap that have long since been deleted because they were garbage and then in october 2007 the leafs lost their first game of the 2007-08 season and the toronto sun which is a, a piece of crap up here in canada mm-hmm. um said leafs better luck next year um which pissed me off as a leaf fan so i made a 16 second rant where I said, shut the F up. I don't know. Are you guys a blue show or what? 
Yeah, go re read them. Go ahead. I said, shut the fuck up. It's the first game. <laughs> um, and then uh, I made one for the second game. And then by the third, I was actually half in the bag uh, hanging out with some friends. And I decided, you know what? Why don't I make one for every single game? And then I did. And now it's 13 years later. And now I'm talking to you. That's what we did kind of with podcasts is five years ago every Monday. And now we're here and we can't stop. Uh, but I want to, I want to just go ahead and flame famousbirthdays.com, who said that you made a video on March, uh, uh on, in March 1st, whatever. Screw you. Famousbirthdays.com. Yeah, a, a lot of those sites are, uh, is that the one that says I'm a millionaire as well? It also says you're associated with, and he says has previously expressed support and criticism for the Toronto Maple Leafs head coach, Mike Babcock. <laughs> sure yeah oh friggin whoever wrote that give them a raise really really like support and criticism wow brave it's i mean fair yep yeah uh, for sure i guess so i'll get to the first question i have lined up for this is how do you make content when there's no news we do a show every single week of the year and i notice that you do also hockey coverage um so when there's nothing to talk about and you have to talk about someone fighting logan paul how do you do that <laughs> well you know, uh, what I did last time during 2013 when there was a lockout is I just said, screw it, and went and worked for the KHL. Um, okay, but, yeah. Uh, I, I actually watched SKA St. Petersburg against Dynamo Riga today, and my son loved it, but he's five months old, and what does he know? Um, I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much. Uh, I can't wait for hockey to be back, but, you know, luckily with the – with Sportsnet, we're doing lots of dangits and trade trees and stuff going through hockey history. And with the podcast guys, I mean, I can't lose with those two. I, I can't lose with Adam. I can't lose with Jesse. Um, they're just so good. And we've been having great guests on. Uh, we had Ken Reed, Brian Burke. We're working on another one for Wednesday. Oh. He needs to confirm that uh, – I'm working on a former Ranger, actually, damn it. And he better he better get back. We've to been me. working on a former Steve, Ranger too. Steve, <laughs> if you tell me that you're working on Tanner Glass, we're ending this interview, right? For real, now. absolutely. No, put it this way. Okay. When he confirms, then I can die in peace. Oh this is sickening to me. Okay. <laughs> We've also been st stalking Pouliot, so it's been really fun. Um anyway. There's a lot of other questions I want to go for. Greg, you could ask yours if you'd like. It ain't Tony D'Angelo. No. Yeah, no. Tony, Tony's been on this show, so that's interesting. Um, oh, very good. A very fun time. Him and Ryan Strom came up in the right. We kind of ransacked them. We ransacked them. And uh, peer pressured both of them to coming on. And uh, it got rave reviews. There you go. Um, Gregory, go ahead. Uh, what uh, You've mentioned the trade tree stuff you're doing. And I've always been fascinated by trade trees. Um, spe specifically what if trade trees like what happens if this trade actually happens instead of the trades that happen thereafter mm -hmm. and the one i always go back to is what if the rangers actually traded for eric lindros before he was a philadelphia flyer quebec nordique so what what is your go-to trade tree that you've found so far oh it's got to be that one right uh that's it's got almost four hundred thousand views it's over 40 minutes long jesus Christ. and what's what's funny is we were we were working on we wanted to release it Canada Day, which is July 1st, and um, the, that was just before my wife's due date mm. uh, to uh, give birth to a child, in case no one knows what that <laughs> means. But, um, but uh, you know, her date kept getting moved up, and so I kept having to say to the guys at sports, and I'm like, ah, oh, we need to, okay, we, we got to pick up production on this, and um, we ended up getting it done. They released it. Canada Day, I think, 
and um like what's amazing so we're recording this i think the day after the 25 year anniversary of patrick waugh getting traded from the montreal canadians to the colorado avalanche and some people have said you know why don't you do a trade tree video for that uh we have it's called the eric lindros trade tree um (laughs) there are a ridiculous amount of trades connected to that and we didn't even pick it up from when the rangers traded for his rights we saw it as a gray area because they didn't trade him they traded his rights Mm -hmm. um sort of thing but we might end up doing part two and then the original one that you're talking about in 1991 or whatever it was uh 1992 I, i mean that trade literally changed the landscape of the nhl so what if the rangers had done that you're talking about changing the landscape of the entire NHL. So to me, it's one of the greatest uh, what ifs in NHL history. Yeah. And it was decided by a damn coin flip. I just can't, I, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing that I always go back to. This was, this is league business that was conducted. And in 1991, 92, people just shrugged their shoulders and said, well, we can't really decide. So we're going to flip a coin it's and we'll see how what happens ever. thereafter. It's so hockey, isn't it? It's so NHL. Love the NHL. Speaking of the NHL and how much we love it, um, can you easily, off the top of your head, rank your top three saddest moments as a Leaf fan last year? Wow, last year. Thank you for narrowing it down. I wanted to make it specific for you. I didn't want to make it too hard, you know? That was going to be tough. Um, uh, Oh, boy. Okay. Losing to David Ayers is in there. Yeah. Losing to the Carolina Hurricanes and David Ayers is in there. I think I'm going to only put it. I think I'm going to only put that at number three, though, because I I actually look back on that game and I I always go to an Elliot Friedman story that he told about it. When David Ayers goes in net, this is so this is a this is like the Toronto Marlies practice goal. Yep. um, That they're putting in net he was getting texts from GMs around the league going, this is a travesty. This is so unfair. This is ridiculous. This is garbage because heading into the second intermission, it was four, one for the hurricanes Leafs score two quick ones, bang, bang, because they're taking shots on the Marley's practice goalie. So it looks like they're going to come back and win this game. They lose. And by the end of the game, the GMs are laughing at the Leafs. Now that's sad, but can you imagine the, uproar league-wide if the Leafs come back and win that game like 10-4 see I don't think it's that big a deal like he should lose oh, it would have been a he should deal. lose Steve <laughs> should. they the, the there were uh there were forces in the NHL this year people from other teams who whined that the Leafs were paying for flights to their practice facility for their own prospects oh or something like that you can't tell me people wouldn't have absolutely shit their diaper it's the if leafs. the leafs so had yes. beaten their own ahl practice goalie that would have been awful um i'm gonna say <laughs> march 12th which was my birthday oh, and no. uh, that was the day the season shut down <laughs> that was pretty sad um and number one was actually two games before Mike Babcock was fired. Um, the game he got fired, everyone remembers Marc-Andre Fleury robbing Nick Patan. That was amazing. Um, the game before that, we have a third, well, had a third goalie named Casimir Kaskiswo. He's making his NHL debut. I think it might have even been Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, it's a big deal. They're putting the camera on his parents. Uh, they're just so excited to watch their son's NHL debut. And the team in front of him 
absolutely abandon him in the forest. Like he, they let this poor kid get shelled. And I was so depressed that I drunkenly Uber Eats ordered movie theater nachos to my house. There's that's another level of depression. I, I, <laughs> you can't reach that very easily. With depression. Oh, I just went, what is what does it even matter, man? Wait, wait a second. On my chest, <laughs> like it was. I was sad wait. because there was no prospect of change really, and everyone I had spoken to with regard to mike babcock is like yeah that's an after the season move uh but uh so so that was the saddest i was i was like oh my god they're actually gonna miss the playoffs this year wait a, wait a wait a damn second mike babcock getting fired was last season <laughs> i know dude dude that you could have told me i thought sheldon keeps been in charge for three years now Mike Babcock got fired barely over a year ago, dude. Wow. What I think it was November nineteenth, twenty nineteen. That's so insane. it happened like a year and three weeks ago or something. Yeah, I I'm not even trying to be funny. Like this last oh, year know. has been seven years. I could have sworn Babcock has been out of work for three years. That eight six game between the Leafs and Hurricanes was still less than a calendar year ago. I kids, it feels wow. like another universe. Um, I know. Tell me about it. Greg, you have a, you have a follow-up here? I got way more nonsense I want to get in. Uh, my mind's been blown by the fact that Mike Babcock's only been unemployed for 13 months. That just drives me up a wall. Um, Steve, do you just, like, when the when the Leafs make a trade like they made with Jim Rutherford earlier this year, put put me in your shoes. What What exactly gets to go through your mind where it's like, I can't believe this shit continues to happen and people continue to help my team uh, <laughs> you think people help the leafs i think what? jim rutherford gave you a christmas present and he did it for you in like july oh i agree with that but if you think people help the leafs i i was under the impression it was legal here and not there but uh, i guess it's the other way around hey new jersey um, soon my friend new jersey right there really isn't that so silly it man? is silly yes you're correct it's i can <laughs> i can walk across one imaginary line and no you have to put that thing away because no it's hey we go to canada you could drink at 18 that's it depends on the province mm. that'll get you in trouble oh that'll get in in ontario my province it's only it's uh 19 oh never mind my apologies in a lot of the cooler provinces it's 18 got it okay. um actually so i was born in 1988 and what we did when we were 17 years old is we went to montreal and an eight scratches into a three really easily so we, <laughs> that's that's what we did to drink underage nice. and because of all the kids born in 1988 they've changed our licenses they have like holograms on them now they're really cool you, you can't scratch an eight into a three got it it's too hard pioneer yeah steve look at you go the hey listen we 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 ruined it for everyone but we had a good time you did um yeah, us uh us, us rich suburban kids growing up in Connecticut, we just went to people's basements and drank at 17. We were fine. Didn't drink till 21? Can I tell you a story about Connecticut? Go ahead, please. Uh, when I worked at the Toronto Zoo, um, you know, we get people from all over the world. The Toronto Zoo is actually a, a top five, I want to say maybe top three sized zoo in North America. It's friggin' oh, huge. Damn. Yeah, it's huge. I, I worked there for seven years, and you get people from all over the world. And Americans were some of my favorite tourists um i i really did love one day it was about uh i think it was like four o'clock in the afternoon 
and there was a guy who said uh he's like uh hey what's the quickest way to montreal i have a dinner date there at six oh god what <laughs> and i didn't know if he meant by private jet because there's no airport really near the toronto zoo i didn't know how he was going to make it there very fast um but my connecticut story there was a high school group and they were just i i noticed they were laughing like just at random people and they flagged me down because they saw me wearing my stupid uniform and they go, Hey, does everyone say a in Canada? Why does everyone say a in Canada? This is Connecticut, by the way. Yes. And, and I go like, I'm, I got my customer service voice on. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's all of us. I mean, I mean, maybe they do it a little bit more out East. And this school group from Connecticut asked me, Canada has an East. Yeah. Greg, would you like to speak on that? Uh, yes, I would. Hello. Uh, Connecticut representation here. I need to tell you that there are parts of Connecticut that are really rich, which means they live in a bubble, which means they're idiots. And there's nothing else I can say about <laughs> it's that. The thing is, it's the single dumbest question I've ever been asked. Forget the fact that K Connecticut is directly underneath Canada's east. Everything has an east. The device you're listening to this on has an east. What are you talking about? Canada has an east. Are you stupid? The answer is Sorry, yeah, I, my 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 soul says those. Let's see. If it was if it was a high school trip to Toronto, are you going to name a town from Connecticut right now? Yeah, I, there's there's <laughs> no way these kids down. weren't from. There's no way these kids weren't from Greenwich. Like I will bet my life on it. Okay, um, I'm gonna we're, bring this we're back. We're gonna up. figure out it was you. It was someone from your school. No, we didn't. We so in it we um my my year arts high school trip every year was to Washington D.C. But my high school class, my senior, uh, not high school, middle school class is the one eighth grade class that didn't get to go on the trip because it was the same summer as the DC sniper. So we all had to stay home for good reason, by the way. Good reason. We all thought we were going to be in trouble. There you go. Uh, yeah. Well, as we were well, saying, how does it feel to get help by every other team in the <laughs> NHL? <laughs> uh, man, I, uh, boy, I really wish we could, we didn't waste the help. Yeah. Uh, one actually thing we, we tried to help you last year as you know, this is a Ranger podcast. Not that we've talked about the Rangers much, but, uh, Georgiev or Georgiev has, was, however you want to pronounce it was like very rumored to go to the Leafs. Like, was that ever like even close in your opinion? Because Ranger fans thought it was like almost a done deal. A lot of the time. No, because, uh, the, the rumor was, uh, the Rangers, I think were asking for Rasmus Sandin, which the, the Leafs uh, aren't very good on defense, and Rasmus Sandin is easily the Leafs' best defensive prospect. Um, he was so good that they decided to burn the first year of his ELC uh, last year and to trade him straight up for a backup goalie, albeit a good one, a very good one and a young one. Um, it, that's insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And you, you look at what they gave up for Jack Campbell. Um, you know, it's pennies on the dollar compared to Rasmus Sandin, who is a uh, you know former first round pick? Uh, he was playing twenty five minutes a game in the American League as a teenager. You don't trade that kind of guy for uh, Alexander Georgiev. However, I do like Alexander Georgiev because I mentioned earlier that uh, I used to do highlights for the KHL. I used to do YouTube videos about KHL teams as well um, with someone who still works for the league covering it, uh, named Andrea Sadchinka, and we had. Uh, a, like a support group, a fan group on, I think it was VK.com, which is basically the Russian Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it was run by this 15 year old kid and people would post, you know, all these, all these topics and they would discuss the KHL and the NHL and our videos and everything. Anyway, 
that 15 year old kid was alexander georgiev what <laughs> yep. that's super cool wow yeah what tell a me about it i didn't know until one day andre was like uh you, you know that kid's uh in the nhl right now i go what and i actually got to see one of his first games um I happened to be in Philadelphia. Why was I in Philadelphia? Oh, it was for um, an NHL tournament. I was doing play-by-play -play for an NHL uh, video makes, game tournament. Makes sense. And um, the night before, there was a Rangers-Flyers game, and uh, Georgiev was in net. It was awesome. He was so, really good. Georgiev always like plays against the Leafs, too, and he always plays out of his goddamn mind. And that's why Oh, I, it's stupid. It, it's it, so unbelievable. Like that has to be like annoying for you. Like there's, there's always those people that play really well against your team. And your give is that first, the Leafs. Um, and for us, it's uh, who's the Detroit Jimmy Howard, Jimmy Howard. There you go. Yeah, Jimmy Howard. <laughs> well, we can't, what's funny like, is if go, if you can find it, go and look at the uh, career statistics of Henrik Lundqvist versus every team he's ever played. He is a bum against the Leafs, but I don't think he's over 900 for safe percentage it's the uh, weirdest thing he's an amazing goalie he's a like surefire hall of famer could not stop a beach ball against the leafs who were terrible for basically his entire career it's the weirdest thing yeah I, i'll get fact checked on this but i do think the last time hank actually started a game against the leafs the only reason i remember this game is because it was a good friend of mine it was his birth uh not his birthday his wedding similar thing yeah very those similar. are like one in the same for sure you really think about it um similar importance uh, anyway, for some reason, the Rangers were playing that night, and it was an 8-5 to five game. The Leafs won, and I just don't think Hank started another game against Ever the Leafs. Again. Oh, that, that was – uh, that was the <laughs> – I remember that one because it was the Leafs' home opener, and they were up 5-1. The Rangers tied it, <laughs> and then the <laughs> Leafs ended up winning 8-5. Um, but uh, you talk about a confidence builder. Uh, your home opener, you blow a four-goal lead. Steve, I know you got to get going on. You've been very generous with your time, but I want to throw a couple quick nonsense questions at you. I'm going to make it super quick. Um, I can do I can do another 10. Okay. Let's do another 10. All right. Well, let's, let's do a little slower then. Name these Leaf players as Pokemon. Okay. We'll start with Matthews. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> Matthews? Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, uh, Blastoise. Okay. John Tavares. Oh, my God. Something boring but efficient. Mewtwo. Oh, that's the, I guess that I was, was more efficient. I, I would have accepted Ekans, and I think the Islanders fans out there also would have accepted <laughs> No, you're not supposed to go along with their stupid jokes. They're Rangers fans. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I like rubbing it in their face. It's great. It's good. Oh, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Last, yeah, it's like their thing. They kind of embrace it. Last one, but Marner. Mar uh, something cute and fun. Um, Jigglypuff. It could be Jigglypuff. No, but he's like... Did, was Jigglypuff the one who ha always had like the tantrums and like had this ridiculous power that they unlocked in the cartoon? I uh, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. I said Tony D'Angelo was Jigglypuff when we did this, so I don't know if you want to go that <laughs> route for Mitch Marner. Uh, I'll say Mitch Marner. <laughs> um, same thing, but now we're gonna do Harry Potter houses because we have to do two episodes a week, and we've been doing uh week two weeks ago we did Pokemon, last week we did uh, Harry Potter houses, so we'll do Matthews Harry Potter house. Slytherin. Ooh, <laughs> I kind of like it. It fits. Yeah. Is it because of the mustache? Right? I think so. Yeah, 100% because of the mustache. Is Tavares yeah. Gryff Gryffindor or is he just Hufflepuff? 
He might be Slytherin too. Whoa! Is that is Marner Slytherin also? Or no, 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 no. He's a Slytherin that was um he was sorted too early. Oh he's like Snape, but not an asshole. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Feel free, so by I'd, the way. I'd, I'd say I'll I'll say Griff for, for JT. Okay, and then Barner finish it off here. I mean, he's the huffleest of the puffs, right? It has to be. <laughs> he's, he's a huffle puff for sure. <laughs> Feel free to take these ideas to do them on your show. We've been trying to that's get great. through them. So uh, oh, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, we have, we have the roommates one, but we don't want to do that. We're going to save that this week. Um, other than that, I think my, one of my friends messaged me and said, Hey, I heard you have Dangle coming on. Ask him about his canoe. Uh, it's not a canoe. Damn it. It's a kayak. Okay. Um, <laughs> I impulse bought a kayak at the store one day because it was bored mm-hmm. and uh, Adam and Jesse rip on me uh, because, well, they think it's funny that I bought a kayak in the first place, but you were being health conscious. About, I don't understand uh, for sure. And I was like, Oh, this is a great way to get to and uh, to work. Uh, that's what I told the high school group from Connecticut. Right. And, um, but, but, uh, I, you talk about an impulse buy, um, I didn't have a roof rack, so I had no way of getting this kayak home. What? So that, that was, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm an idiot. I bought a kayak without. So, so I you, had to call my friend and be like, "Hey, man, I need this." I was about to say, "Did you put it in the back seat? How'd this go? Like a little bit of with a little wire, you know?" My friend had to rescue me. Got uh, it. With the uh, yeah, little I don't know, one of those responsible strap things. I'll ask a real How, question uh, since we have more time. Sure. A real question: Why are Canadians so upset that Lafreniere isn't going to the World Junior Cup? Well, because we want to win, man. <laughs> Aren't you going to win anyway? Listen, that's what we think every year, and that's why we get our hearts broken. I, I've I've been to too many bad moments. You, you know what? What I've been to the World Juniors are two of the most traumatic hockey games I've ever been. To. Are you serious? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I I because uh, I went to the game in Buffalo. Yeah, I was in Buffalo. Canada, Russia, gold medal game. Canada's up three nothing heading into the third. Uh, Mark Vicentine, sick as a dog. Um, they end up blowing the lead. Uh, Russia wins five three. And I was in Saskatchewan for John Carlson in overtime. Mm. Um, Canada's down two. People think you know the 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 lore of Jordan Eberle scoring with 5.4 seconds to go the very next year canada's down two with less than five minutes to go he scores both goals to tie the game and send it to overtime against the states imagine he gets the overtime winner for the hat trick or something it, 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 he would have been the prime minister uh but uh canada gets a chance doesn't go in i think it was jack campbell in that too puck goes the other way by the way, I do. Leaf fans do have the Rangers to thank for Jack Campbell uh, as their you're, backup, you're because M- Michael Hutchinson was a net against the Rangers, and he was so bad that the Leafs traded for Campbell that that night. night. Yep, I remember that. He said, "That's enough." <laughs> and Speaking of uh, the the connections between the Rangers and and the Leafs, do you ever think about how close that ping pong ball was to being Toronto Maple Leafs? Hello? Steve, you still there, buddy? Oh, sorry. Something's wrong with my mic. Oh, you're back now. I hear Here you. Here we go. Okay. Um, yeah, I think about it often. It was in <laughs> video that I did for uh, for Sportsnet because you see, I, and it was the Minnesota Wild who have contributed nothing to anything 
who knocked the Leafs ball out of the way. Um, Camera pans to Evolving Wild, noted noted uh, Minnesota Wild fans. But (laughs) it saved us from all the think piece articles from hot takeists. Do the Leafs really need another winger? Yeah, I mean, oh, poor, any... <laughs> poor William Nylander if they got that number one overall. Wow, pick. the Leafs get Lafreniere, Trey Nylander. It would have been immediate. Uh, that poor guy. What's the question that... you yeah, get I don't the think most? He that cares, you... man, and he's rich. Yeah, that's true. What's the question you get the most that you hate the most? Oh, well, I wrote about this in my book. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like in a in an industry that's constantly changing. Like how the f- I don't friggin' know. Um, If you asked me in 2004 when I was in high school doing all those stupid, where do you see yourself in five years questionnaires, I wouldn't have said making YouTube videos because YouTube didn't exist. Um, So I'm not the biggest fan of that question. Um, And the other one is just, would you trade? I don't, I don't really like would you trades um, because the answer is yes, I would trade, but what's, what's on the other side? Would you trade Marner? Yes. For for what? Well, for blah, blah, blah. And it's usually something I would never trade Marner for. Or something that, you know, hey, would you do Lafreniere for Marner? I don't yeah. think the Rangers are going to be like, yeah, we'll take on an $11 million cap hit, even though we have the first overall pick. Bro, we have $13 Let's million dollars in no dead cap, Steve. Like, we have <laughs> – it's we can't even do anything. It's even before, exactly. before before we let you go, let me let me give you one uh, would you trade question. Oh, would no. you trade Marner for Jack yeah. Johnson? No. <laughs> oh my god. You know, Jimmy Altieri or what what's what's Jeff Gorton? I yep. always say he looks like Jimmy Altieri from the Sopranos. Um, Jeff Gorton, I thought was one of the smartest, if not the smartest GMs in the NHL. And you look at the work he's done. I think he's done a great job with rebuilding the Rangers. Yeah, there's the dead cap issue, but I mean, most teams around the league, uh, most of the good ones anyway, have some sort of cap issues. And then he goes out and he gets Jack Johnson. And one of these days, we're going to learn what this guy has on everybody because I don't get it. I don't get it. It's going to be worse because he's going to play first pairing minutes. Like, that's going to happen, Steve. It is... It's, He's going to pair with Jacob Truba on opening night, and they are going to pair together because it doesn't work out. They, he has to play. It, there's no like sit there. Like, they brought him in, quote unquote, to be a hard body and a gym rat. Is what they said. They paid him over minimum, and he's gonna play unless Keandre Miller like blows the doors off and they let him. They let him just sit on the bench. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense I, to me. I don't get it, man. Like he must be a great guy. Like, he must be – that's what I always say about Martin Marincin with the Leafs. Like, this dude must be an amazing human being because he doesn't belong on a regular NHL roster. I don't get it, man. I do not get it. It's one of the most mystifying things ever. I do have a what final – What an upgrade for the Penguins. Yes. They, they, get to, oh. they get rid of them, and they get to keep them in the division. Good for them. It's, uh, it's the best. Well, we'll see if the, the Penguins are actually in the division. Been rumors. Don't know. We don't, right. We oh, have yeah, no idea. COVID. Yeah, you know, Canadian right, division. Right, right. Are the, I have three quick – I promise I'll make it quick. Are, where are the Toronto Maple Leafs finish in the all-Canadian division? Um, Everyone sees them as – well, not everyone. A lot of people see them as the most talented. Um, But you, there's just too many factors. There's too many what-ifs um, 
in hockey and everything. I, they're good. Like they should make the playoffs. Um, the Oilers can get hot. The Habs, I think, are good. I don't. Th- I don't know if they're regular season good. Um, and it's funny because I I said that about them for a few years. Like I don't think they're a great team, but if they ever got into the playoffs, they'd be a problem. And then sure enough, <laughs> well, uh, they 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 beat the Penguins and they gave the Flyers a pretty hard time as well. Um, I think the Leafs could win the Canadian division, but uh, it's pretty even, and I think that's a great thing. It's a great thing. There's nothing better than just having a clear Saturday and watching hockey for like six hours. It's the best. Um, some Sometimes they do hockey day in Canada where I think there's a noon game, a three o'clock game, a seven o'clock game, and a 10. If, if I'm not mistaken, that's if you live out East. Um, I'm not sure that exists. I don't know. Out east, what's that? I, I'm sure. I'm sure you can watch hockey all day in the states too. But it's just, it's so good, and they, 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 they put an effort into making it all Canadian matchups, um, or at least get a few in there. And like the 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 first game after the Flames Oilers brawl, who's not watching that? Have and now that now that's every game, and now the Canucks and Flames are super significant because they basically traded half their roster. Flames Oilers is always significant. Uh, you know, you get Matthews Line a, a whole bunch. You get Leafs Habs. You get Leafs Sens. You get it's so good. It's so good as a Canadian, and I can't wait to gobble it all up. Uh, Steve, I did laugh when you said I'm sure you could watch hockey all day in the states. I don't know if you've ever met NBC Sports Network, but they would like a word with you. <laughs> they would. They really would. Um, two. My two final questions: Is there any way you can help us get in touch with Tanner Glass? You could just say no. Uh, no okay i i so uh adam and jesse ordered a cameo from i think his name is bryce who was on that show too hot to handle okay <laughs> and uh he's you know he was chirping me because he's, he's like all my all my nhl friends they're like who's steve dangle never heard of that guy and then someone pointed out uh on his instagram they're like hey he does actually have nhl friends check it out here's him on a boat with brendan lemieux really what the hell yeah i know very so confusing weird. i uh, Is that guy suspension over yet no probably not i think he's still suspended it has no to he's 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 back no he'll be I suspended think. again don't worry oh, I'm sorry. Uh, i mean yeah that is true uh, yeah. uh, the last question i have is can, i i was while i was doing deep research on you i found your linkedin can we connect Oh Jesus Lord! I haven't. I don't even. I haven't logged into my LinkedIn in time, man. Write that down. No. Okay. Sounds good, Steve. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, yeah. Anything you want to plug before you get out of here? And appreciate you taking the time with us. Uh, yeah. Just listen. Uh, I I have all these charities that I I like to work with, but uh, in this year in particular, uh, wherever you are, if you're in Canada, the states, Australia, or Shutter, Connecticut. Um, find a local charity that means something to you, uh, and donate some money. And, uh, beyond that, yeah, I got a podcast, but who cares? Sounds good. We'll be donating. Uh, we, we did a little fundraiser earlier this year for food banks in New York city. I'll probably do something like that again. So thanks so much, Steve. Really appreciate your time. And, uh, hopefully you'll come back on when there's hockey one day. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Keep Talk your soon. hands off Sandine. Okay. We'll do that. We'll try. Bye, man. <laughs> right. Hey, we're back. That was a fun interview. Mr. Steven. Dangle's the best, man. He's a... Who's who's better? 
He's a good guy. Honestly, I was thinking this about today. I'm kind of jealous because, like, he's, like, what I would aspire to be. He's, like, the fan of the Leafs. I try and be the fan of the Rangers. Not that it works or anything like that. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he was definitely fun to talk to. Definitely my kind of, my kind of interview where we just fucking bullshit. <laughs> nothing, nothing that matters, uh, for 30 minutes. Talk shit about Connecticut. I love it. Uh, yeah, I love it. I feel like he was doing it after a certain point because as if it would like rub me the wrong way. Like, buddy, I am number one on the line of just poking fun at Connecticut. I couldn't get it in that there. That place is ridiculous. Couldn't get it in there, but I really wanted to tell him, like, I'm not from Connecticut, but I, you know, <laughs> just wanted to let him know. Um, yeah, as as the Connecticut representation of this podcast, uh, let's see. I can't remember. The, I can't remember the last time. Oh nope, that's a lie. I can't remember the last time I was in Connecticut, but I can't remember the last time I was in my hometown. The perfect encapsulation of my hometown. Uh, I'm the youngest of three, as we all know. My parents sold our house to move to Cooperstown, New York, while I was in college, mm -hmm. because the only reason you would really stay in Westport is either one, you work in the city. My dad does not. He's a doctor. Or two, you're raising a family and you want to take advantage of the school system. I am in college. There's no taking advantage of the school system anymore. The people who bought my house, Ryan, my next door neighbors. What did they do with my house, Ryan? Then they there. tore it down so they could have a tennis court. Very that, nice. That, that is the encapsulation of Westport, Connecticut. Westport, Connecticut also used to be the home, I don't know if it still is, of where Martha Stewart would um, broadcast her shows. And when she was placed under house arrest, she chose Westport. Really? Hashtag facts. There you yeah. go. Fun. This has been there a fun go. Connecticut pod. Nice. There you go. Uh, uh, also, fuck the Hurricanes for trying to use the Whaler jerseys. You pieces of shit, get your own history. I, I hear this a lot, and I, I guess we'll end the podcast with this. And I know this is something. This isn't something you feel strongly about, but I do. I, I never really want to go to Connecticut. I feel like there's no reason for me to ever what, go. What there. is there to do in Connecticut? But I do hear this a lot that Connecticut okay. actually has the best pizza. I hear this nonstop. New, New Haven, New Haven has the best pizza. I just, I, I have to try. Like, I don't know what it is. I've never been there. I, I, I try to stay away from Connecticut if possible. No no offense to anybody in Connecticut. I'm sure you have a great life there. I just, I don't have a reason to go there. It's not even a drive-through state like New Jersey. Like, I don't want to go to New Jersey, but I drive through it. That's what it is. But they do have the best pizza, and I've never been. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm endlessly curious. Cause uh, New, New Haven pizza bar none, hands down. There's no competition. As someone that has been everywhere in there, uh, nothing has ever come close to pizza you can get in new haven joe, joe fortunato says that all the time it's crazy yeah, it's the best it's the best pizza i don't like agreeing with joe very often yep. um but it facts are facts it, it's not a competition i'm not trying to say i'm not trying to do like gotcha journalism i'm not saying there's other like every other pizza is bad there's a lot of good pizza in this world a ton of good pizza in this world it just so happens that the best of the good pizza is in new haven connecticut i i i don't know i can't agree with you just yet but one day i hope to find out uh, tomorrow night, I will be mm. doing a live show on Twitch where I'll be watching what? a 2014 New York Ranger game. And I'll be setting that up actually after this podcast tonight. Um, How about that? 7.30 p.m. if you guys would like to join me. I would like to ask you as the closing thoughts of this podcast, the final minutes, as they would say, uh, what games would you have on your list for the last five to ten years uh, that you would say are kind of must-watch watch-along games. If not, if I made this a series eventually, I'm just kind of filling the waters on this. We don't have hockey right hmm. now. You know what I mean? Um, I have one in mind. I'm not going to say which one it is because I don't want to spoil it. I mean, one of them is the Mika game from last year. Yeah, yep. Doing my taxes no during it. it. feels like shit, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how you know you missed a good one. Um, boy. Uh, Stepon is in there, of course, you know. Uh, oh, are we doing uh, playoffs included? Yeah, you can do playoffs included if you want. I think the Tanner that's Glass right. goal game is in there as a fun rewatch. Like, I just... It's Tanner fucking Glass. Yeah, and they beat... They beat a, it's a really good game, like, versus Montreal. It's a, it's a, it's pretty bruising. I think the, the Ottawa bench clearing series, uh, when they when Tanner Glass, again, fights 15 people. <laughs> I, uh, sorry, I'm just bringing up a lot of Tanner. Big fan. Uh could that that could be a good one there are some regular season like real true goodies um but i'm trying to think of some some ones for down the line some people have have said to me like you should go back and rewatch like the the 1980s games but i kind of want to like at least know the players have, i'm you also want to have fun watching a hockey game yeah um, also like hd is important to me i uh i would I, I haven't gone back and revisited the sean avery Ugo booga booga game in a very long time i think that's very high on my list of games i would love to go back and rewatch Mm-hmm. Um, especially be, especially with all the, uh, I didn't know the stuff I know now about Martin Brodeur when that game happened. <laughs> I just thought he was one of the really good goalies that I fucking hated because he played for the New Jersey Devils. But now that I know that he's banging his ex-wife's sister, like that's right up my alley. Um, <laughs> I won't cut that. That's okay. <laughs> well, it's just a, it's just a statement of fact. It's just a fact. It's not me saying anything. It's just a fact, athletic. Okay. It's just a fact. Just, you know, like, it's a fact. It's a fact. That's do it. you not want me to give you facts? It's, we're a fact-based um, podcast. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 hard to think about. I honestly, you could ask me. You could have asked me to name the five Met games from the last five years. I would want to watch right now, and I have a hard time coming up with five. That makes sense. Um, I just think my brain is clouded in this world of what the fuckery that we now live in the who knows uh yeah anyway so i'll be doing that tomorrow night at or rather tonight as you're listening to this tuesday december 8th at 7 30 p.m on twitch slash orion mead so yeah join up i'll be watching a game for two hours we hang out and you know talk some shit that's it greg i think so fun, what yep we're fun, done fun podcast next week we'll be doing uh or rather in the ot We'll be, uh, you know, talking roommates. <laughs> I guess. Yes. I guess. I don't know if something else happens. Maybe we'll if, talk. Unless about someone that. comes up with, I'm sure our Twitter followers are jerks. Jerks. And they come up with ideas that we're like, well, I guess that's it. So if someone comes up with the well, I guess that's it idea, um, we'll do, we'll we'll do that. I think that's it. All right, and then uh, maybe we'll do the name bracket the week after for OT. Come up with ideas. We'll figure it out. We love you guys. Hey, thanks for sticking along with us when there's nothing to talk about. People who stick along and listen, you know, I love you. That's all. We'll be back uh, later this week with another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. Bye. Explore Beyond the Stratosphere in Museum of the Bible's compelling exhibition, Scripture and Science, Our Universe, Ourselves, Our Place, in Washington, D.C., open now through January 15th, featuring artifacts from trailblazers in history like Isaac Newton, Nicholas Copernicus, and hidden figures like Dorothy Vaughn. This exhibit guides you through groundbreaking discoveries and thought-provoking questions. Come and see how Scripture and Science have shaped our world. Get your tickets today at museumofthebible.org.